I'm burning up. Well, why don't you take off your parka? Well, this Are is. Are you cosplaying as a dementor? <laughs> no, but he's been dementing me. For so years. this is te this is technically Harry Potter Part Two, but this is what our. This is our holiday Christmas episode. If you don't celebrate Christmas, that's okay. Celebrate with us. So in honor of Christmas. Oh my God, this is where you stripped. We're so out of Oh my God! An ugly Christmas sweater. Why did you buy an ugly Christmas sweater? It was a lobby on the front. It was gifted to me. Who gifted you that? That would be my sister. Turn around and shake the cameras of that. I would. Haley said for you to turn around and shake it. So. Hi everybody! Welcome to Bonehead. Welcome to Bonehead. Hi, Doctor Nick. <laughs> ba, 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 da, ma, ma, ma. <laughs> All right. So the next one up on our list is Harry Potter. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> For those out there, James, uh, yeah, Chad uh, to has our a for our iTunes SoundCloud folks, uh, you have an ugly Christmas sweater on with a um, uh, some sort of midget on the front. That would be an elf or a I'm dobby. Sorry, small people. That's a dobby. That's an elf. Isn't dobby an elf? No, yeah, dobby is the hate among men. No, <laughs> oh, but yeah. is the personification of why we lose. We so we left off finishing Prisoner of Azkaban. We did, and now we're at Harry Potter. Would you stop playing with yourself? It's distracting. Hold on. Good. <laughs> You're Good. distracting me playing with yourself. <laughs> Woo. Anyway, we've got the Potter of Goblet of Shit. <laughs> you just keep petering around with yourself over there. Harry's a pothead in the sorcerer's stuff. Yes, what? he is the Goblet of Fire. Now, when people here's my basic me, instinct depression. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw the runway. <laughs> Goblet of Far. 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 This is my favorite Harry Potter film other than Fantastic Beasts. I um, Yeah, it's my favorite one. What? It's the one, I'll tell you why. Well, Chad, you want to go first? For me, in terms of how it's put together, it, it, it flows great. Where I don't feel like any of the other Potter movies flow at all. There, there's there's long stretches of nothing happening where in Goblet of Fire it's continuous. Also, Robert Patterson gets whatever what everybody hopes he ha actually happens to him in real life. <laughs> That's not what I have. It's directed. No, it, it's direct, It's written once again by Steve Close and it's and it's directed by Mike Newell. Mike Newell had did a wonderful movie called Donnie Brasco. A few other things we could talk about yeah. as well. Very talented director. He would later go on and make Prince of Persia, which is one of the biggest dog turd Oof. pieces of shit I've ever saw. Yeah. It's a terrible movie. It's terrible. It is a terrible movie. But Mike Newell's a very talented man. And Harry got, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, I, I, I hear people who don't like it, and when I hear that they don't like it, it's usually because they're fans of the book. Yes. This is because it cuts out the most. Well, and it, it also, they change it the way characters respond. So, but as a person who never read the book, as a movie-going experience, I enjoyed it because it was very concise, as Chad yeah. says. Yeah. It didn't stop. It doesn't repeat a lot of things. It was very easy to follow. It has a lot of action in it. I, I'm assuming... I, this is the one I didn't and, get to rewatch. And... What? Introduced to Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson, who was one of the best actors of all time. time By the period. way, everything through Harry Potter has some of the best actors of all oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. But Gren Brendan Gleeson is, is fantastic. Yeah, and, and he... 
fantastic. Just yeah. and he's wonderful, Mister Mercedes. By the way, if you ever yeah. get a chance, but keep going. No, I, that's. I, it's just as a film unto itself. I enjoyed it. I walked out of the theater going, "Oh, that was fun." Yeah, and tell me, and James so and I uh, couldn't be. What I read about because yeah, I was kind of shocked. I, I never looked anything up on turn when I was watching the movies as to what people thought of them. But when we went back, since we were, we were talking about this, because this is my favorite one, I actually enjoyed it. A lot of people have a problem with the Quidditch match in that one. Yes, that's I do. But why? Because. Like we spend chapters building up this huge Quidditch match, and in the book you get to watch the entire match. And in the movie, it's all the setup, setup, and they're like, "And this starts now." Cut to next scene after. We don't get to see any Quidditch in that movie. Oh yeah, and and a lot of people, um, uh, the Quidditch and actually the task, because the the dragon fighting task, a lot of people got upset about that because in the book, he doesn't destroy Hogwarts fighting a dragon. He, he actually manages to keep it in the arena. He more or less outsmarts the dragon with a little help from one of the Weasleys, um, which is Charlie Weasley is in the books, and he's in one postcard image in the movie. Well, in, in the hmm. book is fair. It, the fourth sure. book's long, right? Yes. Yeah. And the studio wanted to do two movies out of it. Mike Newell just talked him out of it that he could cut enough bulky parts out of it. And actually, the guy that supposedly talked him through it was Alfonso Cuaron, the one who just directed yep. the third one, and said, no, you need, that's what you would do. And he's the one who was like, no, we're not doing two movies. We just did one. But it's really interesting that what that, that he extended some scenes that would have been shorter in the book, like the dragon fight scene yeah. is shorter in the book. And so he, he padded that to cut other stuff. It's really interesting. Well, um, and he once again, he's making a movie. Right. Well, yeah, and but he cut Winky. Stop playing oh, with yourself. Well, well Chad's ahead. had his Winky out, <laughs> rubbing it up against the other thing for a while. Stop rubbing your Winky. Uh, that is actually a character in the fourth. Well, there's seriously called Winkies all over the place. It's a Chad's been pulling his Winky out ever since we um, started this episode. And actually, it's Dobby. <laughs> Wait till he gets out Twinkie and Knob. It's actually Dobby that saves Harry Potter in the, in that movie in the book as well. Okay. Uh, he gives him the gillyweed and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> Did he give his Winky the gillyweed? Because I've been looking for that for a long time. Winky's kind of an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you want to uh, say things? Yep. But the other stuff. Uh, Let's keep doing this. Quit whopping your winky. She she's already touched uh, touched on Oliver Wood and stuff like that. Chad touched it, his winky. Yes, yes, Joe. Um, they Rita winky. Skeeter. Yeah. Gets entirely cut. No, she's Who? in it. Who? She's in it, but she, the animagus part, the entire yeah, no, part about how she gets her entire, that. how she is able to get all these quote unquote. And you had scoots. Miranda Richardson. Yeah, like yeah. you could have done so much with that, and my, that's one of the things that when we. I, this is actually the book that we just finished with my daughter. And she was like, why wasn't that in the movie? That's a major plot point about how she literally has been spying effectively and undermining everybody for years. So the Goblet of Fire is the two towers of the Harry Potter universe? See, yeah, but I it's love funny, the two towers. But I do I, not. Two towers is my favorite one. Yeah. No, two towers is by no means. It is the third out of the three. You're a fool. Oh, it's absolutely It is not. It's, mean. Um, <laughs> it's not perfect in any which part. Uh, in fact, it has so much bullshit in it. Well, I was actually, and they cut off. Two uh, Towers has the best fights. They cut out of, Two Towers, of yeah. most of Ludo Bagman. But most of it. Like all of Ludo Bagman. Because, and, and how he's in debt to everybody, how he has a gambling problem and all this stuff. And that's, it's, you read the book and it's, it's, I mean, he, 
He screws over the Weasleys, of all people, who can't afford to be screwed over. Also, why does David Tennant have um, uh, Tourette's? Like, I don't even remember David Tennant being in it. He's, he's, he's Barty Crouch Jr. He's a villain. Oh, my God, I haven't watched it. He's forever. the one that, that's How great. young is he in it? About that young. <laughs> he's showing me a picture. He's showing me a meme of David Tennant licking his lips. That, about from the movie. It's it's made, I nice have movie. no recollection I don't of that. Think he and has I, that in the books. Because I was like, no, that, that, that's what said that, that he decided to ad lib. That the was the only thing that, and that was the only problem that I had with that movie is why is he licking himself constantly? Why is he doing that? They wanted the connection between him and fake Moody. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. But the maze at the end in the book, the maze is so involved. It's it's not as big as it is in the movie. It's just contained to the Quidditch pitch. Yeah. And it has creatures that they face throughout the years. Yeah. Pitch. She said pitch. Oh my god. I Took did. me a minute. <laughs> Sorry. She's a pitch. She's. <laughs> Are um, you saying Meryl Bainbridge? <laughs> no, no, that would be mouth. mouth. But you know what's funny? You know I was I about to say who song yeah, bitch. I don't even fit in my and then I, I, I don't know. That's what got confused. <laughs> Meryl Bainbridge. Mm, yeah. She's saying mouth. Speaking of that, let's move on. What other things do you all not like about the movie? The only... And when people ask me the plot, here's the plot I remember. Oh, that's the one where the girls come over to play. <laughs> okay, well, that's not in the book. In the book, they're not. it's not an all-girls school, and Durmstrang's not an all-boys school. They're right. Yeah. Like Hogwarts. Have both. But am I right? Hey, that's what I say in the plot. That's, no, that's the one that's where the girls come over to play. No, somebody asked me the plot. I say it, it's, it's Wizard Olympics. That that works well, too. When yeah. the girls come over, but to you play. also get a lot more of um, like Hagrid and oh, Madam Maxine. Yeah, Madam X. Madam Maxine, um, and it's but basically like she is the giantess that's the head of Bogaton. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but you you get a lot more of like she is He's a giantess and is trying to not elf. Do He's killing me softly with his <laughs> saw <laughs> with. Is Saul. And you have the Yule Ball. Who? The Yule Ball. Yule Christmas Ball. party. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yule Ball. Jay. <laughs> but yeah, well, and even the play out of the movie, like going back to the maze thing, um, Cedric saves Harry in the book. Not the other way around. The movie has to keep Harry as the hero, so Harry ends up saving Cedric until, you know, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that you're right. The magical creatures that they have to fight and things they have to deal with there. Um, and Harry does not make it out of that maze uninjured. No, 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 no. no. That's um, a rough maze for Harry. Yeah. In all fairness, he got emotionally scarred. Isn't that enough? Well, for you people, can I ask you all a question? So this is when we're introduced to who? Tom Riddle. We'd already met him. Voldemort. Oh uh, well, in in his yes form. In his form, who was yeah. played by. Ray Fiennes, not Ralph. It's Rafe. It's Ray Fiennes. So he's played by Ray Fiennes. I need to ask you, because as someone who's never read the book, how does he look in the book compared to the movie? They pretty much get it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if they got the eyes exactly, but otherwise... So what is up with his nose and stuff? He What's... is so snake-like by this point from all of his various dark magic that he has become snake-like physically. The only, the only version of him that is somewhat human you see in... The later film, which is when he's spoiler if you haven't seen it. Sorry, we'll get to it later. But in in um, the last film, it's in the last yeah when film. he's the when he's the shriveled up yeah like basically and, fetus yeah and that's that's 
that's the uh, there's a line actually in one of the books that says that's probably the only human part of him that's left, like right, that, yeah. that representation. Okay. So, I was just curious. Well, the reason I was asking was two reasons. One, Mike Newell thought about taking some of the effects off, and it didn't work as well as, as what it did. But I was wondering how close to that is in the book and how much of the descriptor it was. So, just curious. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for killing that right there. No, you got it. So. No, I mean, I don't know. You want me to lie? Well, Joe, originally he was going to have four pythons shot out of his head. Oh, my God. Can we write that movie? Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. I didn't know, too, that Alfonso Caron was actually still offered to do that. I was looking it up, but he would actually have still been in post-production while he was getting this one ready. He would have still been post-production on Prisoner while he was still getting the next one ready. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Hmm. All right. Anything so, else about this movie? Even though it's the one Chad and I like the most. No, I mean it's. it's and this is the first the one. Pit. Is it? This is the first one that doesn't have a John Williams score. It has the John Williams theme music yeah. because he wrote it and he did the music for the first three. This is the one that has a different composer. Yeah. Also, this is the first one that ends with like a a death, too, as well. Yeah. Who dies? Robert Patterson. That's who I said. Yeah. I don't remember. It's it's kind of. At least in the books, it's a turning point. The series is much darker from the end of yeah, the Yeah, it goes death. full blown goth. The first death, and then, yes, everything does get. I mean, there's there's a lot of hints of darkness before that, but yes. Right. And Harry feels responsible. Everything, everybody goes goth and emu. Well, yeah, I mean. Emu? I said emu. They go turn into birds. Taking us into Order of the Phoenix, Harry is a very angry character in that book, and that's downplayed in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, he is, yeah. So, what is. Oh, I didn't know this. Ray Winstone and Billy Conley were both considered for the role of Mad-Eye Moody. Oh, I didn't know, know that. I didn't know that. Oh. Yes. Several different interesting points. Only on the bonehead. <laughs> All right. So, is it time for the next one? Time for the next one. So, that was uh, the Goblet of Fire. Now we need to move on to the Order of the... Phoenix. I'll have the Phoenix, please. Please. And there's a few things. First of all, this is the first one that's not written by Stephen Close. It was written by Michael Goldenberg. And the interesting... The interesting thing about this film, director-wise, is it's going to be directed by David Yates. David Yates was not a well-known director. No. Fairly plucked from obscurity as a TV director, British television director. He did some shorts, too. And and for the most part, if I'm wrong about this, please correct me. David Yates would go on to direct everything else up until today. We are in the year of our Lord, 2004. And he signed on to do five Fantastic Beasts movies. Right. So he directed Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince, The Two Deathly Hollows, and so far the two... Fantastic Beast films right. and nothing seems to be that we're not going to keep giving David Yates. So he's pretty much given the rest of his life to Harry Potter. Yeah. Which, by the way, isn't a bad way to go. If you enjoy it and if you love it, probably not. Maybe you... I don't know why. But it seems to have worked out for him and every. I don't think the fans complain about him. I've never heard, of, oh my God, remove David Yates. No, as I say, he has a very consistent feel. And I think that's one of the things to have a consistent hand at the right. rudder of building this universe. 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 I, I would make I would make an interesting point of in movies. There's a very these are stereotypes, but they're fairly true. Uh, when it comes to stage, 
right? The actor's medium. When it comes yeah. to television, it's the writer's medium, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, whoever the EP, the executive producer, is the head writer, is very much cause the shots. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to movies, it's the director. Mm-hmm. We all agree on that yep. for the yep. most part. I feel, though, Harry Potter may very well be an opposite on this one. Specifically when we get into Fantastic Beasts, I really think this is J.K. at the rudder. And maybe yeah. the producer, David Heyman. Yeah. What do you think? 100%. Yes. That this isn't... Yes, you probably have a somewhat of input. So, for example, Kevin Smith, you were talking about, uh, you like The Flash, right? Yeah. And he likes directing The Flash and Supergirl. But he has actually made it... I watched, a docu- or watched his stand-up special the other day, and he talked about <clears throat> leaving... For the wide shot, and their first AD going, well, that's one way to direct, to go get burgers for the crew. They are shooting. Yeah. He went to the drive-through, came back. Is who cares? This is television. I'm told what to do, and I go yes and no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the shot. Move get the along. shot. Move along. So that being said, what do you all like about this movie? What do you don't? I just wanted to throw out the David Yates. This is where it starts getting so convoluted. Yeah. God <laughs> bless. Favorite gonna have more questions i i don't know that i can put questions together because if you haven't read the books well here's the thing too Uh, this to me i think actually addresses some of the questions people had about the earlier ones like have you ever wondered why in the world aunt petunia just doesn't kick out harry and be like you're not living with us anymore well yeah he comes back every year yeah he comes back every year why is he there why is he there well that's because towards the end they're very kind as I was going to say, and that's because you find right. out in this letter in that basically they're under threat from Dumbledore. If anything happens to Harry while he's there, because she she basically, they're going to kick him out. They're tired of him talking about magic. And Harry's trying to war- warn them, Lord Voldemort is back. Voldemort mm-hmm. is back. But, all this stuff. And then they send a screecher, a, what is it? Howler. A howler. A howler. And it's just... Um, I dated one of those ones. <laughs> and it literally just opens and it says... Uh, it just says, remember my last Petunia. It wasn't for me. <laughs> remember my last Petunia. And then she immediately goes, Harry has to stay here. He can't. He just can't go outside anymore. And so you never get the full story, I don't think, about what the threat is. But Dumbledore is going to mess them up if they let anything happen to Harry. And they don't have magic to defend themselves. So they have actually, again, so, it, it three-dimensionalizes these characters one. that if you, I mean... They've been abusive to Harry, but they've kept the letter of the law yeah. keeping him safe. Aunt Petunia has some serious character growth if you step back and look at it from all seven. Because Are she you... has to, the second that she lets anything happen to him, she has to face Dumbledore. Okay. And if we know nothing else, Dumbledore is, is the wizard you don't mess with. And have they ever explained why, because if Harry Potter is supposed to be this big savior and he's supposed to save everything, Dumbledore and everybody who was watching him from birth let him be abused, thrown in a closet. They explain yeah. that. Okay, yeah. good. Because I'm with, uh, yeah. I'm with Chad. That, that's one thing that killed me. That That's one of my questions. Is okay. why well, answer it. Can you answer it quickly? Because we still have 14 quickly, more Quickly, the short answer is Dumbledore does not want him to grow up being a celebrity for something he can't even remember. He wants <clears> him to grow up away from all of that until the time when he is ready. Okay. And that is only Harry's only other family. And it's the idea also. But still that, doesn't answer. I'm with Chad. He could have put him with a regular home with regular people that wouldn't have made him miserable. Or you know, the they, idea though that suffering is what's going to preserve him. That if if he grew up normally when he encountered these horrible things, he wouldn't be prepared. And as we're talking about this, Dumbledore, so Dumbledore is probably not an overly sympathetic character. He puts Harry Potter through the ringer in yeah. a sense, right? Well, that's what I mean. And he thinks Harry Potter is going to die. Yeah. Does I mean, he yeah. not think Harry Potter is going to die? 
Well, and there's, I mean, and this is the entire thing. I guess we can go ahead and bring it in. Yeah. Uh, the Neville Longbottom is really the, is, is to me a more tragic character than Harry is because Neville Longbottom's parents are still alive. But they were tortured to the level of insanity and they're in St. Mungo's. Mm-hmm. Mungo, but gut pawn in Game of Life. Um, <laughs> I was getting ready to do it. I was. Saint, greatest Richard Pryor line of all time, not uttered by Richard Pryor. And Neville visits him all the time. It talks about it in the book. But his the tragedy is he has his parents, but they don't know him. Huh. They are so psychologically damaged, so he just goes there and sits and stares at his parents. All right. And that's so. So all of these characters that you have, I mean, and, and Dumbledore was involved in that and all of that stuff. So I think you're right. Dumbledore is not, and maybe that's why I do have a trouble with him being kind of the goofy wizard the way Gambon plays him because he's a... I don't know that he plays him goofy. But he's a cold, calculating... I think he's more cold and calculating. I just think he's got a different thing going on. I did but not anyway, mean goofy at but all. No, but, uh, but anyway, I, I think that's it. I think you're right, quirky. though. I think that... It's quirky. I, I think that... Um, that Dumbledore, you're right. I mean, if you look at Dumbledore throughout the book, he's he is a heroic character, but he is also a very, very, very flawed. He's very calculated. Yeah, and but he at the same time, it's and like he's like I was saying, I think it's the idea that he knew if he grew up as a celebrity for something he didn't know, it would affect him. If he grew up a certain way, it would affect him. But if he grew up suffering, then the suffering that was coming wouldn't be as bad. There's mm. also a protective magic that um, applies until he's of age. Every time he's at the Dursleys, he's safe. Yeah. And the only time that really comes into threat is in the fifth book when Dementors show up. Yeah. In Little Winter. Well, what is the Order of the Phoenix about? Quick. Do you know what the Order of the Phoenix is? No. Okay, so back I when don't Voldemort know that I completely power, understand it. Back when Voldemort was in power, before we have Harry Potter, a group of wizards and witches got together and said, "We're not going to let this happen. We're going to stand up. We'll be the good guys." Dumbledore created the Order of the Phoenix. Right. And when Voldemort fell from power, there was really no need for them anymore, but they still were ready to go at a moment's notice. Voldemort's back. Nobody believes Harry and Dumbledore about this, but the Order of the Phoenix gets together, and they believe him. Okay. And a little bit, you get the... Uh, after, if we, if we fold in Fantastic Beasts, from Crimes of Grindelwald, you find out the Order of the Phoenix is effectively tied to Dumbledore. Okay. There you go. So... What do you? What are your problems with this? Now, once again, I I think this is where it gets so damn convoluted. Yeah. I can't pay it. I just I, I, you can't. I, you're watching the movie, and I have no idea what's going on. I mean, I could get it. I get shades of it, and I understand this is well, the yeah. bad guy, and this is the good person. But you, they start the the names become so obscure. The things, and this is probably it's probably if you're a fan, better. What do you? What's your favorite movie, Haley? Out of all of them, I want to say Prisoner of Azkaban because it. We got David Douglas out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. James? <sighs> Three is my favorite book, for sure. I was going to say, it may, it may be Prisoner of Azkaban as well, because I, I, I agree. I think there's enough going on there. To... You guys realize that movie sucked. I just told you earlier. <laughs> but you said all of them did, except... Yeah. God will fire you. Apparently we have poor taste in Potter well, Apparently. Well, four would be my second favorite. You know what my third favorite is. Plain old vanilla. <laughs> Water I'm vanilla. joking. That's number one. So Order of the Phoenix has probably one of the last clear standalone villains. Which is? Umbridge, who was yeah. their first female defense against the Dark Arts right. teacher and quite possibly the worst of the group. Right. And I think it's really funny that Umbridge, uh, I was talking to somebody. Once again, last name, Umbridge. Yeah. I was going to, uh, I was talking to somebody and they were talking about being on call for housing. This ties to Harry Potter, I promise. And they were talking about, well, the way we have our system set up is we have two on-call phones. And you have Snape, 
Being on call with Snape isn't too bad. That's only your area. But what you don't want is Umbridge. Umbridge is a campus on call. Because if you've got Umbridge, you ain't doing anything all weekend. And I don't actually, think that is, that, that's a pretty good comparison. I mean, they take away some of the stuff. She's almost kinder in the movie than she is in the book. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They tone her down a little bit for the movie. She is intense. Well, she's bitch. And they don't actually say in the movie why Dementor showed up at the beginning. I don't think it's said in there, but it's because she does not believe Harry and Dumbledore, so she sends Dementors to discredit Harry and get him kicked out of school. Right. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, she's the John Vernon. <laughs> yeah. That, Animal uh, House. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. yeah, Dean Warmer, but... Super secret probation. Harry Potter is on double secret probation. probation. Thank you. Dean sorry. Warmer, yeah. Yeah, 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 I get it. So... What else do we have to say? Are we ready to move on to the Half-Blood Prince? James, give us something really good. I'm going to go fix the cameras. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sit here and eat popcorn and pretend I'm someplace else. <laughs> I'll just sit here and do this. Good. Um, my beach sure is pretty. Oh, my God. Um, no, I mean, there's a lot Put of... that wheel down. There's no... Uh, put that wheel... Really? <laughs> Uh, spew comes more into play in the spew. book. Um, creature um, comes more into play. Uh, creature is uh, another of the elves, house elves that you love so much. But he's a, he's basically the bad one. Let's just call him as he is. You're um, not adding anything to this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. Um, I'm ready to have some half blood. Dobby blood. does appear in the book. He doesn't appear in the movie. Yet. Thank God. Um, or he, David Yates. He's actually the one that finds the room of requirements for yes. the, for Harry. So Dobby, once again, in the books, is more pivotal in finding them a place to practice, to build the army up, to do stuff like that. Um, but he's got a thing. You get a little bit more of the centaurs in the book uh-huh. uh, and all of that well, stuff as well. A yeah, centaur. So because you've seen the centaurs in the movie, what maybe two or three times. Mm-hmm. Like it's one gets shot, one does this, and all that stuff. But they're they save more. Harry in the first one. Yeah. And then, well, Umbridge has a scene, is it, with the centaurs, right? Yes. Um, but you get more, much more of them. Uh, and the attack on Mr. Weasley mm-hmm. gets more attention in the book. All right. He, gets... he was supposed to die in that scene in the book, and she decided she loved the character too much to kill him. Yeah. Huh. So other people that I love die in the seventh one. So let's move right oh, along yeah. to the Half-Blood Prince, once again, did or directed by David Yates. And this time we bring back old man Steve Clothes. I have not found out why Steve Close did not write the fifth one. I need to find out. Yeah. Go ahead. We're talking about the Half-Blood Prince. Who is the Half-Blood Prince? That's that's, that's Harry Potter, right? Mean, no, but that's kind of some plot line of the entire movie. So who's the Half-Blood? Snape. Snape's Half-Blood Prince. See, he's a muggle. And him being a muggle and, and yeah, think about that. Knowing who he eventually, well, sort of works for, sort of doesn't. The fact that he won over Voldemort. He's not a muggle. He's muggle-born. Well, mug, I'm muggle. sorry. He's, yeah. he's, he's a mugblood. Throwing out slurs there. He's not even that. We oh. don't say that around here, sir. No, Judo shop! Right. Oh. He, he actually is completely... You're right. You're he right. has some wizarding... Not sure if it's mug or dad. So, the story is, is he goes ahead and he kills who? Who's Spoiler. he again? Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Harry Potter dies in the fifth book. We're, we're on six. We're on six. Holy cow! This episode's flying by. <laughs> this, off, this episode of Dobby, I tell you. <laughs> this week on Dobby. Oh my god, I want to I want to Magnum P.I. Joe with like Dobby. <laughs> no, I wanted to do it. 
Yes, what's the sixth one? So the Half Blood Prince the is sixth Snake. One has several, yes, and he six. kills off the off that one guy. Yeah, yes, he does. Played by Richard Curtis. Sure. Richard Curtis directed one of my favorite films, Love Actually. Keep going. Never seen it. You shall. Oh. Side conversation. Anyway, so Half Blood Prince kind of has three storylines going on at the same time. We've got backstory on your favorite Tom Riddle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We also have a whole lot of teen romance that really doesn't add mm. much to the overall mm. story. Yeah, yeah. Hermione. And then we have Draco Malfoy actually getting a storyline where he. He's got the death mark, he's become a Death Eater, and Voldemort said, great, you're going to kill Dumbledore for me. And Malfoy doesn't want to do that. That's... He's conflicted. He's conflicted. He so why is Malfoy not completely evil like Jason Isaacs? From this point on, I'm referring to them as their actor names. I I'm get fine confused. With that. James, do you know why? I don't remember. I don't know that's ever actually said. I just kind of got the impression he decided yeah. he didn't want to be that. Why? But he hates Harry Potter. True. Well, Harry Potter is number one son to Dumbledore. He likes him. So basically, if Malfoy does not kill Dumbledore, Voldemort will have him killed. Right. I understand that. I'm asking you, why does he not want to kill Dumbledore? I, I think like... if J.K. was a better writer, she'd have figured this shit out. <laughs> well, whereas Chad and I wouldn't sit here with smoke coming off her Goram heads. <laughs> but I think also, though, I mean... Literally, how many people... That's right, Peter fans. How, how, how many 15, 16-year-olds would be like, okay, here, I'm going to need you to go t kill your principal. And we'll not go. just the principal. This is Dumbledore. Yeah. This is one of the greatest wizards of all time. I, I Malfoy does not stand really a chance. No, that's true. So why does he pick Malfoy? Is it because he's the least likely? He doesn't see Malfoy coming towards him? He has a close him? connection to Dumbledore, and I also think it's to punish Malfoy's parents. Yeah. That he'll forever bear that mark of being... Yeah. Why is he trying to punish Malfoy's parents? Because um, when Voldemort left from power, a lot of his followers, the Death Eaters, were like, oh, I was I was cursed. It wasn't, yeah. I didn't choose to be that way. And Lucius is one of those where he denied ever willingly following Voldemort. Voldemort came back, called everybody together. He's like, Lucius, he betrayed me. And Lucius is like, They no, do have that great scene at the table, right? With all of them. Yes, yes. yes. And that, that, that's actually, uh, there's a scene like, there's a couple scenes like that in the books because one happens at the great. I call Lord. it the Untouchables Al Pacino scene. One happens at you the You know what I'm talking about. One the happens. Baseball bat. One happens. That's a better movie. The Paul. You said Al Pacino? That's, that's Robert De Niro. I said Robert De Niro. Yeah. I know. I said Al Pacino. I'm instead uh, Robert see, De Niro. I thought you were trying. I, I heard Al Capone. But you know some of the stuff. <laughs> some of the. That's what I said. Al Capone. You go back and rewind it. Capone. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, there's some stuff that happens in in some of the previous books. Like you do get more Peter Pettigrew. You get more stuff like that. And Peter Pettigrew arguably is the reason Voldemort fully made it back in mm -hmm. some ways. Because you can make the case that Harry is the reason because he let Pettigrew. Yeah. Well, and actually, and that comes up in the book. That's that's how Peter Pettigrew actually gets killed. Uh -huh. It's because Harry reminds him, "Hey, I'm the one that actually you wouldn't be alive without me," and it causes Peter Pettigrew to pause, and then he's killed by his own hand. Mm -hmm. Peter Pettigrew pause. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some stuff that gets cut out of the movie. Alliteration. You you do lose a lot of. We know that Tom Riddle, Voldemort. Um, Every mother time you was, say Tom Riddle, I want to end it with Cats in the Cradle in the Silver Spoon. Mother and a boy blue with a man on the moon. We, we know that his Why? father was a muggle, but 
this book gave us the history of his mother, who was of the House of Gaunt. Mm -hmm. um, I am from the House of Chubbs. <laughs> James uh, from the House uh, of Gout. They got these working ankles, so. Um, Haley would be from the House of Gaunt. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, some of that stuff that gets cut... Um, no, no, no. We're just waiting. No, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff that becomes a little bit more relevant. That again, if you've read the book, because Yates did build in a couple of references to the House of Gaunt, but you have to have read the books to get them. There's a shot of a ring. There's a shot of stuff like that. So there's shots that if you've read the book, you go, okay, yeah, that's obviously the Gaunt family crest. That's what. But if you haven't, I'm awake. I'm awake. So oh, anyway, what, keep what, playing what, what with you, your little what house you, self. What do you got, Haley? Pudnucker. Um, yes. I have no idea. I just totally forgot what I was going to say. Well, do you want to move off, off let's, the half well, this is okay, that's, that's it. So why does well, Snape kill Dumbledore? Yes, why does Snape kill Dumbledore? He's the half-blood prince, you said. That's He's Snape. He's the half-blood prince because when he was at Hogwarts, he took a potions book, made all of his notes in it, labeled it as the property of the half-blood prince, and Harry just happens to get that book when he goes to his new mm -hmm. potions class, and all of a sudden he's excellent in potions, which... If you've read the books, you know that is not the case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Harry is a fair to Midland student. Yeah. I mean, Hermione's the A-plus student. Ron's kind of the legacy. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's from a wizarding family. He's an he's okay He's the student. legacy. Which I never... And Are again, you saying he's flounder? <laughs> Harry's spot. Harry we Potter. We need the dudes! <laughs> Harry Potter's supposed to be the savior of all mankind. But he's wizard not. Kind, he's, and he's, an, he's, you know, C-level at best. Oh, no, and that's, he's not a great wizard. He just happens to be, and again, it, it's another reason Dumbledore hit him away and stuff because he 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 does he it. Time. Yeah, yeah. So, huh. but yes, Snape makes an unbreakable vow with Malfoy's mother, where it says basically, if Malfoy, for whatever reason, is not capable of killing Dumbledore, you have to fill in the task so Voldemort does not kill Draco. Mm -hmm. And we get up to the end, we get to the Astronomy Tower. Dumbledore is up there, and he says, "Severus, please." And so Snape kills him to protect Malfoy. Yeah. But you, there's a twist. Well, Dumbledore was already dying. Yeah, he oh, had so the, the infection. Twist? So yeah. is that in the book? Yeah. Yeah, Dumbledore's so he is dying. already dying, but people don't know that, so it looks like Snape just was cold-blooded. Yeah, because in the, in the book, I, and the, remember the wizard hand, wizard hand, not wizard hand, that's it. Hand of glory. Yeah, the, the, uh, it's, it's decaying. And I mean, that will spare the hand of glory there, when I, I was think 13. It is, well, it's, it's, it's in Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yeah, where he actually says, you know, yeah. I'm slowing it, but it's going to progress. Right. He knows it's coming. And yeah. you know so, Snape is helping him slow it. Well, and yeah. once again, I don't, you know, <clears throat> you got that. For me, the reason Snape does it is to get in good with Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's But, it, you know, at the same time. That, that, that he, and, he and, and Dumbledore always knew that he was going to be the one that killed him so he could get in with Voldemort. Well, and it also goes back to, I mean, the... You, I, just, I don't know. That's what I took but away throughout from the books, not you, reading you the know, books. Like, throughout the books, you also... Know, well, and throughout the movies, even, you know Snape is also, in some ways, going to save Harry in, in as many ways as he can. Even in the first movie, if he really hated Harry that much, he would have let Voldemort, who was sitting behind him, doing the spell to cause him to crash, mm -hmm. and who's mumbling the counterspell? It's Snape. Yeah. And in the third one, it's not really in the books, and I, I don't know if this was an Alan Rickman choice or what, when he wakes up coming out of the Whomping Willow and there's a werewolf, he instinctively moves yeah. to protect Hermione, Ron, and Harry. Don't know if that whose choice that was, but Snape at the end of the day is protecting the kids. Huh. So, I mean, and Snape is, is that great anti-hero because oh, yeah. you can't hate Snape. 
partially, I mean, in the movie, that's because Alan Rickman plays him so yeah. well. But even in the books, like, you know, my the kids reading it went, well, he's not very, and I'm like, well, no, he's a teacher. He's trying to get them to pay attention in class. He's trying to do some stuff like that, and they want to go. He's not their friend. No. No. No, he's very much that. He's much more of a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that, yeah. Well, yeah. it's hard for me to ever say that he is totally a good guy because he does bully Neville. That's true, and like I said Neville to me is the most Neville is the Charles Dickens character of Harry Potter. He literally suffers so much. Okay. And he, he rarely says a word about it. And ever. has no fame. Like you got to think about it. Harry Potter is is the Rolling Stones. Neville's a member of the Turtles. <laughs> Look it up, kids. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, uh, yeah. It, it's I just that was funny the way you said it. Sorry. It's uh. <laughs> I mean, has has done things that people still know the lyrics to, but it will never be. And and he he lost everything to the same war. He lost everything to Bellatrix. Yeah, essentially. I yeah. don't know that that's stated in the movies, but it is Bellatrix that drives yeah. his parents insane. And that yeah, well, torture group. Which it when yeah, that's that's it's my wife's favorite scene is when. The Weasleys, uh, when when Mama Weasley takes down Bill. Oh yeah, we'll get there. All right, so let's start talking about the Deathly Hallows. The book's so big that Warner Brothers decided that you know what you we could do cash, cash grab, cash grab, and do two movies. So, so we you do. don't really get an answer. So yeah, let's do Deathly Hallows Part One, where it's it's uh, sitting around and moping. I feel like you're gonna have questions on this one because I tried watching them from the. I, I don't have books perspective. The, that movie makes no sense. The it problem is there's there. not a, there's not an ending. It, it is just a cash grab. It's yeah. literally, they're just sitting around moping. A lot of talking, a lot mm -hmm. of going to the lake, and here's some water, and there's some snow. For over two hours. Right? I'm not making any of this <clears throat> up. There's, there's, I, I, and they're trying to find the pieces that have Voldemort's the soul. The Horcruxes. 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 Which is his soul, yeah. because he, in order to come And to the survive, Horcruxes have been brought up before. We haven't talked about them Yeah, because in order to escape death, he's separates himself the soul into several different horcruxes yeah right technically they we're told one would do but he wants to ensure that he will not ever die so he has seven mm -hmm. going back real quick to half blood prince yes sorry the burrow is not destroyed in the book that was a scene added for the movie oh really yes okay. anyway back to the seventh one so i'm with chad that's as as a fan it's the reason and i'm I, okay so i've mentioned on here several times before i'm a tolkien fan one of my problems with Harry Potter is there's a lot she lifted a lot from, but Tolkien lifted a lot from other people, and I can make that argument, right? Yeah. That's not a problem. I'll let it go. But I will throw the and lob the same criticism at Deathly Hollows that I will lob at uh, The Hobbit. There is no reason for there to be three Hobbit films. No, I agree with that. There is no reason. As enjoyable as some of the scenes are, we could have told that whole thing in one good three-hour movie, Two, if you had to do it. But there is no reason for The Hobbit to be in three. Yeah, and there is no reason movies. for Deathly Hallows to be two movies. Two movies. I, I, if you were going to do them that way, then you should have just done a long series on HBO to get all that stuff in there. I understand that. <clears throat> or you could have split some of the movies up before. But I, I feel a movie should have, and it's one of the criticisms that Empire Strikes Back, which is my favorite Star Wars film, and I think it's a legitimate criticism, is that the middle film always ends up not being the ending that and and Joss Whedon has criticized Empire Strikes Back for this and one of his problems is there's no ending that a yeah. movie should have an ending yeah you can have a sequel but that movie that particular story should have an and there's not much of an ending now I, I will lob it back and go it has one of the greatest <laughs> reveals of any trilogy of any time 
Would yeah, you say? Yeah. I often feel that way with Bonehead, where I'm like, it's a two-parter. Eh, it doesn't end anywhere. Do <laughs> oh, so we don't end it very well? <laughs> oh, no. When we have a guest and we're like, we're just going to cut in the middle. Oh, that's not a good ending. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. So, I... I, I, it's just a cash grab to me. And, I, and for the fans, it's serviceable because they get more time with these characters that they love. Yeah. Right? And these actors and, and whatnot. So I get that. And so they're going to go see it no matter what. But it is a cash grab. Yeah. That's all it was. They could have well, done a three-hour movie. And they, and they, they could have done a three-hour Harry Potter Deathly and then they, And then because that was successful, we have two Hunger Game movies <laughs> and it, it started. Mark and Jay, yeah, Mark and Jay's like Infinity Wars, two movies. Yeah. Well, Twilight. You could lob it at everyone. Yeah. With but Harry Potter ones. started it. Um, I but you have know, to look that up. You know, some of uh, some of the other things Maybe. that, that it, pop it out of this, that if they were going to do two films, they cut some stuff they didn't have to cut. Yeah. Like, in the books, they know what's going on at, at Hogwarts because Hermione is smart enough to go. Wait a second, these pictures talk. They steal the they steal the painting, which of course paintings talk and all that stuff, of the first headmaster, right? I think so. It's, it's definitely one of them. It's it's uh, Phineas Black, again, mm -hmm. which also sets in that line that I don't the think the, first, the 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 Black family, Sirius Black, and all are built into the history of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. So you, you get kind of that backstory as well. And that's how they know because he still technically is at Hogwarts. So he tells them, well, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. So they know what's going on. So they know what their timetable looks like. Whereas if you just watched a movie, how do they know they only have 20 minutes or whatever? Right. And you okay, so, Chad? I'm just biting nails. I'm, 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 I'm anticipating. So Deathly Hallows Part 1, you get a lot of... It's basically setting up for the end. Right. Yeah. It's, we have a new headmaster in Hogwarts. Right. We have a new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher again. Again. Can't keep anybody in that position. No, no. They may want to rewrite the JQ. Yeah. <laughs> and by this time, Voldemort has pretty much taken over everything. And do you know why they right? can't keep a Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher? No, why? Because it's the Dark Arts? Because Voldemort applied for the position, and he was told no because Dumbledore never fully trusted him, and so he put a curse and jinx on the position so no one could hold it for more than a year. Again, yeah. this is something Dumbledore knew and still hired people for the role. Yeah, it wasn't exactly that wasn't in the JAQ. No. That was under other duties as other a sign. Duties as a sign. Um, so moving around along, Deathly Hollows Part Two. So we just want to talk about this as one long. Yeah, let's movie, oh, please. yes, Chad. What happened to Brendan Gleeson's character? He just disappeared. Okay, he gets killed. Sorry. Does he just get in the movie? He, he even shows up when they're leaving the house when they all go with but the then Harry he Potter. But he disappears after that. Right. You never all see we, him again. Never all we get again. is Bill Weasley coming in and saying Mad Eye's dead, which is great because that's Dom Hall Gleason. That's Brendan Gleason's. I well, that's what I was about to say. Is Dom Hall uh, Gleason? By the way, I was rewatching like it. I was rewatching it the other day. I was like, oh my god, Dom Hall's in there, and, which is Brendan Gleason's. But he's the in the movie. He's the and son of of Molly and Arthur Weasley. Yeah. He's oh, not he Mad Eye's son. Oh, yeah. damn. But he just comes in and he's like, Mad Eye's dead. And the actor's like, that's Dumbledore. my only Much better son. looking than his dad. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we haven't seen a young Brendan Gleeson. He might have been... So the seven, no, not much of a looker, I would imagine. It's called the Battle of the Seven Potters. They take seven six stand-ins, give them polygyps potions. So we have Harry and six duplicate Harrys. Yep. They're yes. all partnered off with somebody else. And they're all going out. And the person that is riding with Mad-Eye panics and disapparates and leaves Mad-Eye alone, who gets killed in the middle of the battle, so he never arrives. Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and and they don't kill him in the movie. And, well, they say Mad Eye's dead. Yeah, they that think is Mad Eye. I don't remember. Isn't Tom Holland's fault? Uh, hold on, hold on a sec, Joe. Young Brendan Gleeson. He's still not as good looking as Tom Holland. Oh. Um. 
Okay. And this so is put on some weight. This is the this is the movie that it, or in the book this is where Peter Pettigrew dies. So if you if you watch the uh, he doesn't die in the movie. Does he not? Couldn't remember. No, he's technically. Uh, I mean, I guess it never says exactly what happens to him. But in the book, he has to cut off his hand to bring back yeah, Dumbledore right. to <laughs> physical form. So he sacrifices his hand. And Dumbledore or not Dumbledore Voldemort. He gets to cut off his hand to bring Voldemort, Voldemort. back. T silent, jackass. Yeah, you're the one who brought <laughs> not it. Not in the movies. Not in the movies we're talking about. Anyway, um, pumpkin eater. Flesh of the servant willingly given. Yes, Peter, Peter. That's the line. Flesh of the servant willingly given. I thought she was offering something. Sorry, keep um, going. And then, so he gives his hand, and I got twenty dollars. Voldemort promises that he'll give him a new hand, which he makes him suffer for a while around the cauldron. And then finally... Peter's like, look, I did this for you, I did this for you. He's like, that's great. Moving on. And then he actually, and this is another time when he picks on his people that did show up when he does the call of the Death Eaters and he's like, this spot's empty. And he's sitting there bleeding out his arm. There should be people here. There should be people. And he just goes around and And he turns back to him. He's like, oh, he's going to do something now. He's like, and Harry's here. And there's just Peter on the ground bleeding <laughs> yeah, bleeding out. out. <laughs> and at the last second, he gives him... That's in the fourth one. ...a, a hand... A silver, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just silver. lifts him right on up. You say a silver hand, but well, give the man in, a hand in the book. Robocop. In, in the book, it's a better movie. Now that was the hand he'd already cut off a finger for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why he was missing the paw or the yeah pad. Anyway, that was a great twist. Um, but <gasps> what a twist! In the end, he in the book, which may be hard to do in the movie, when he but when he won't immediately kill Potter, when Potter says. I'm the reason you're alive, blah, 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 I helped save you. He pauses, and immediately the hand turns on him and kills him. Okay. So it's been, it, it, it's, I mean, he's tortured by his own hand, which, see, he was the hand of Voldemort. And the hand Voldemort of Voldemort. Kills him. Which makes him the third marauder to die. Yeah. They die in reverse order of the listing on the map. Yep. So there you go. All right, let's talk about the ending. <laughs> let's get moving. I'm yeah. just saying. Let's, let's get, get to part eight. Because we still have to do... Fantastic piece a little bit. So they get and we're we're doing well. Yeah, we're doing so okay. we get to the end. Harry Potter and Snape. Now I'm uh, uh Grimwald. What's his name again? Voldemort. Sauron. Voldemort. Saruman. Megatron. <laughs> Judas. Judas. <laughs> yes. They who wins? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, originally, I initially, swear, I didn't get to watch the ending, and I, I remember initially I, Voldemort. I watched the, uh, I watched it on. I didn't. I stopped going to the theater to watch them. Initially, Voldemort went, and I watched the Deathly Hallows Part Two on a cruise ship. Initially, Voldemort wins, and Harry wakes up in what looks like the train station. King's yeah, yeah, King's Cross Station, and Dumbledore is on a bench, and says, and that's when he shows him the malformed. Uh, Voldemort, mm -hmm. and um, this is in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. and he says you can either get on. Uh, he goes, "What happens if I get on the train?" And he says, "I, I suspect." I forget the exact line, but it's, it's a pretty well delivered line. Um, you, I expect you'll move on. And he goes, "You know, but I have to go back, don't I? Well, that's your choice." And so, I mean, it would have been. <laughs> That would have been the what if I would have liked to see if Harry went, yeah, no, I'm dead. That's cool. Well, he had to come back because there was still one more Horcrux. Yeah. So interestingly, at least to me, there are seven Horcruxes and seven different people take them out. Harry does not take out a single Horcrux. That's no. the second book. 
Well, doesn't he take out himself because he kind of goes Voldemort there and takes him out. well, but he just stands there. He doesn't actually put up a fight. He's like, right, okay, I'm here. Technically, Voldemort kills one of his own Horcruxes. Yeah. And here leads me to the one complaint I will have about the ending. Is this going to be Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark? It's still would have worked out. <laughs> that's a good one. Interdimensional <laughs> beings. Now, that's a good one. If Indiana hadn't got involved, whatever, the Nazis would have taken themselves out. But yeah. Yes, I understand. That's a good point. The other good point is, it's the same thing, only I think Tolkien does it better if you read the books. Not so much for the movie. Is that why didn't she kill Harry Potter? Because I feel it's a better in there of Harry Potter sacrificing himself. Now, I know you've gotten attached to this character that there's millions, hundreds of millions of children that would have cried. But they would have taken it with them for the rest of their lives. But I think the flip side of that is Harry, Harry does in some ways, I mean... He has children? Yeah, but... He's he's never the same. He never finishes school. And this is something that comes close to what she's ripping from Tolkien with the same thing of Frodo. Only I think Tolkien does it better. Now, I've not read the book, but in my opinion, Frodo never recovers. And Frodo goes to the Grey Island. No, hold up. What's it called again? Uh, he basically moves on. He, he moves on. He yeah, moves it's on. the afterlife. And, in, and in a what sense? I mean, and Middle Earth becomes human for the most yeah. part. But Frodo moves on. But Frodo is sick. Frodo is never 100%. And I feel that there's much more agony in the book of that Frodo will die, never whole again, than yeah. you get from the movies. Yeah. But there's a whole other act in them that they cut well, out, yeah. which yeah. makes sense why they did it. I don't know that you feel that for Harry Potter. No, I, he ends up having a great life. He has, he has no, wives, I don't, he's married. I, he marries the Weasley. I think when you go back and look at it, though, if you read the book, like... I, the, I'm talking about the movie. I'm no, I know, no. But I, again, filling in from the book, he never finishes school. He never actually graduates from Hogwarts. Him or Ron, neither one do, right? I don't think Hermione does either. Oh, she goes back and finishes with her newts, though, or her whatever Probably her test no, is. Well, her, how, what do they do for a living? They ain't got no education. They become what? R's. I have trouble saying that word, but A-U-R-O-R. Yeah. The new minister, we go through a whole slew of ministers for magic, but the new one says, you know, you've just done all this, don't worry about you, any WTs, come work for me. And I was going to say, and I was going to say, and if you go Pottermore, Pottermore, which is where J.K. Rowling has continued the story, she posts short stories, Um, she does, finally did reveal what, uh, I think Hermione eventually does finish hers and becomes a professor, but you're right. The, the other two never really... And and the biggest fear... And, and it shows how it's kind of strained their family to a certain point. Because even J.K. Rowling says she almost would consider, you know, writing a chapter where basically Ron and Hermione get divorced and there's all this other... Because, you know, what does that look like? But um, Harry Potter's son, his biggest fear, what if I'm sorted in a Slytherin? Well, then be the best Slytherin you can be. <laughs> and can we just talk about that for a second? He names this kid Albus Severus Potter. Yeah. And says that you're named after the two bravest men I knew. Those are the two he's going to pick. What happened to Hagrid? What happened to Mr. Weasley? Like, And actually, Hagrid, I think, is the most sympathetic character throughout all of the books because he is unwanted just about everywhere. Mm-hmm. He deals with constant bias. Like the one giantess, Madame Maxime, when he even says, are you part giant, she gets gravely offended mm-hmm. that he would even mention being a giant near her because giants are so slimy and frowned upon and all that stuff 
And, you know, he gets kicked out of Hogwarts himself. He never gets to graduate from Hogwarts. That's why he's only a groundskeeper. I mean, and so I, I think that that's... I mean, when you look at a lot of the characters, um, I think the the way that the Harry Potter... Kind of the way the story... And I, I will admit, I, Cursed Child, I haven't seen. Um, oh, yeah. But I think... Um, I think when you... Uh, I think when you it's look... the twilight of the... <laughs> I think when you... Not my favorite. I think when you look at... I'm sorry, it's the Fifty Shades of Grey of the twilight. Of the, sorry. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think that when you really look at so much of it, it gets really... I mean... Yeah, no, he doesn't die, but he never... I, I feel like he never has that trust again. Why didn't she kill him? Because I think she'd done it. He I don't think she could have, because in Order of the Phoenix, we're told the prophecy says neither can live while the other... One had to die. And Voldemort is the one that dies, which means the other one lives. Yeah. And then the flip side of it is he did die briefly. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's... At the end of the day, it is supposed to be good for Yeah, and Gandalf season. comes back. That's what I'm saying. But if, if you think about it, like, he... he has... Mirror, I think he should have killed... God forbid... I say anything negative to Tolkien, who's been dead long ago and has had more influence on this world than I ever will. I don't he know. probably should have killed Frodo. Well, and actually, and then, and then you get into the entire thing of so Bilbo had George that R. R. Martin would have killed Frodo. Uh, George R. R. Martin, I, literally, I'm just waiting for. And you. that is the reason why he wrote uh, a, 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 a Song of Fire and Ice. Yeah, is because as much as he loved Tolkien, his problem was shouldn't people people die in the real world? Why don't they yeah. die? Let's right? He has said it before. That oh, was and it. if you read the, uh, not to get into Game of Thrones, but if you read Game of Thrones, and I think that Harry Potter does does something similar in some ways, in that, as it's, again, it's aimed at kids, but what, so death starts at the end of the third book or fourth book? I know we fourth. just, fourth. I mean, probably by the time you're 12 years old, you're going to have to have gone to a funeral. Yeah, well, it's perfect. That, that, she's a genius. She's a genius. She um, is a... I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not comparing... This person. Oh my God! You're gonna you're gonna pull your Great Gatsby. It's the same story. No, I'm, no, no. I'm gonna pull Josh Whedon. <laughs> Josh Whedon, yes. So Josh Whedon gets a lot of criticism for him killing off characters, and hit. And I'm gonna I'm probably gonna butcher this quote, but Josh uh, Josh Whedon said, "I don't kill people. God does." <laughs> Which is funny because I'm sure he's a known atheist, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, it's just, it, it, basically what it's saying is it's the nature of reality that people die people well, die I, when and I, it's sometimes your favorite person and it's sometimes way too soon well hold on if your favorite this is going to be very sappy but if it's your favorite person it's, it's always never soon. not too soon yeah yeah it's right well and I, I, it's it's always too soon i think the other side of it too though is yes you could argue that and and what we've already talked about you could argue that harry potter has not to not to sound metaphysical but has repeatedly died. Like his, he loses his parents, that's the end of what would have been his normal life. Right, well, he's lived many different lives yeah. that would have probably have been for, yes, I agree with And that. then, you know, he finally gets, he has his godfather who says, would you like to, in the book, they make a big deal, would you like to come live with me? And it's, it, it's like, Sirius is thinking he may say no. He's, it, he's just thinking that he probably likes life with the Dursleys. He doesn't know any different. Yeah, because he was never allowed to know. Because they knew if Sirius knew that he was being abused, Sirius would screw what Dumbledore says. I'm gonna hurt him. Because Sirius is in love with who? What? Huh? What? 
Sirius is his godfather. Godfather. No, I was thinking of Snape. Snape. But, yeah, yeah. Snape's in love with his mother. Mother. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's Mary's mother, that's the that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. That's the great scene Sorry. of and then then that the entire line still serious always. Severus, sorry. Their names uh, are odd. Anyway. But anyway, you know, as you think about that, so I, I, I think that's the thing, too, of... They in, sure don't have any Eric's. In some ways... <laughs> no, it'd be Elric. Um, Elric. But in some ways... Liviosa! I, Todd. <laughs> Coy! <laughs> Elric! Mr. Cooper. <laughs> Duke. Bo. Bo. Anyway, uh, Anyway, uh... But we I gotta think... find that Cruxus, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Get into the general league. We're gonna jump. <laughs> turns out, it turns out that Bo and Luke were part wizard. That's why that car could fly. Uh, anyway, no, I think though, I think that's, I think in some ways she killed him enough. Like, how much more suffering could he go through? And I then, just, and then when he gets, I to like the, killing characters probably way too much. And then, but I, I think that's the thing too that you know now he never gets to be because you would think he's the boy who lived. They build up all the prophecy stuff. Then the prophecy's over. Well, he's just middle management. Yeah. I mean, For lack of it. a better word. Yeah. He's us. The prophecy is he's over. Me. He has done everything. He is known now around the world. But what of it? It's over. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. It's like Bill and Ted having to write that ultimate song. Once that's done. That's exactly what it's like. James, you, you couldn't have summed it up better. Once it's done. That was perfect. Once they meet that's exactly what it was like. That's how we're going to end this Harry Potter episode. And there you go. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're not going to talk about Fantastic Beasts? Yeah, uh, we are. So we're we're about about so we haven't actually talked about the Deathly Hallows themselves yet. Which actually... And Which I, never come into play either. I grew up in a holler. No, I, I know say, a holler, and you, sir, are no deadly thing, holler. That's one thing I do love about the movie is the animated sequence of the death of... That's beautiful. It's beautiful. But yeah, the, it's... That story. Those, they never come into play. None of them. Well, except the one, but you never see the resurrection stone. You see the yeah, stone. That's the philosopher's stone. It's not. Well, the... Yeah. <laughs> You so can't I, even keep it up between the okay, two of so you. Nicholas I mean, keep it straight, not keeping it up. Yeah. Surely you'd keep it up. Yeah, no, no, no. The resurrection stone is what was hidden in the snitch. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. What? Sorry, sorry, sorry. What? So, okay, when Dumbledore dies, he leaves each of the three, the lead three, a gift. Hermione yeah. gets a book. Yeah. Okay? Ron gets the, the light put out. Yeah, the light, the yeah. light, yeah, yeah. Harry's supposed to have the sword, but the sword is not available, but he does get the snitch he caught in his very first game. Yeah, and yeah. And the snitch now says, I open at the close. Yeah. And the close is the end of Harry's life, I think. And so he gets there ready to die. What he got from the Dalai Lama, Chad, if Caddyshack taught me anything on his deathbed, he'll have complete consciousness. (laughs) But the... uh, And the Cloak of Invisibility is what he had at the beginning of the the very first... Right. That is a family heirloom that's handed down. Yeah. Okay. Which ties into that bloodline. But supposedly he needs all three to defeat... And he has them. But he doesn't use... He doesn't I guess utilize he does them. By having all three, he technically becomes the master of death, which is why he can come back. Yeah. Okay. And he speaks with a forked tongue, which brings us back to but Satanism. Wait, ha- wait, wait, wait. How can he come back from death? Because Voldemort has the wand. But Voldemort's not the rightful owner, owner of the wand. Owner the wand, because he didn't earn it. We learned from Ollivander in the very first one, the wand chooses the wizard. So you, you have You're to- confused as I am, right? You have to I gave up on it. I was okay. waiting on the so Fantastic Beast. Wand logistics is you have your wand. I but thought if she said blood logistics. You, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Why do I have to have a wand? If somebody disarms you, then that person would become the rightful owner of your wand. Uh huh. And so it goes. Dumbledore had the wand. 
Uh-huh. And even though they think Snape is the rightful owner because he killed Dumbledore, it's Draco Malfoy who disarms Dumbledore. So Malfoy then becomes the rightful owner. At the Battle of Malfoy Manor, Harry disarms Draco. Which so makes him makes the Harry the rightful owner of the Elder Wand. Good lord. It's complicated. Now see, now, now that we've got you cleared up on this, let me explain the X-Men timeline to you. See, <laughs> no, Cable's no. from the future, well, what but I want you to do, future. I want you to explain the Matrix now. Go! <laughs> I'm actually saying that. What? what they decided was is they no longer wanted to be men. They thought they were women living in men's bodies. Let's get to the Fantastic Beast, the movie that I actually enjoy. See, you have to think about Do we have anything else for Harry Potter we should cover real quick? Nope. No. I did want to add something to your Hagrid point, but we can move on. No, 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 go ahead. Oh. We love hearing from you. Hagrid, <laughs> this is just writer quirk, something that I like that she's done. Hagrid, his purpose is to carry, carry Harry through his journey. So he yeah. delivers Harry as a baby. He's the one that takes Harry from the Dursleys again, delivers him to school. Mm-hmm. Even from the train. He takes them from the train to the school. Mm-hmm. Again, when Harry is at the Dursleys for the last time, he's of the Battle of the Seven Potters, he's the one that the real Harry goes with. Mm-hmm. And when Harry dies in the forest, it's Hagrid that brings him back to the school. Hagrid carries him through his journey throughout the story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Poor bastard. Oh, carrying yeah. around Daniel Radcliffe. No, that's what. But I mean, again, I, I think that that's the thing. I almost think that, and, and it's not a knock. I think that she builds the world so well that I, that Harry Potter may be one of the least interesting characters in it. He's certainly not my favorite. Because I think, I mean, I think Hermione, and and I, I just felt like he existed. That was his. Well, that's it. He's the C student of that world. Yeah, and that's not bad. But he's he's in a world much richer than he is. Do you know that they call a wizard who graduated with a C average? <laughs> a wizard. A doctor. That's not true. <laughs> All right. So, so real quick, the two things, I think there's one thing that every Harry Potter fan seems to agree on, and we've already covered it. Dame Maggie Smith is McGonagall. Perfect. Yeah. One thing all the Potter fans seem to disagree with. Goblet of Fire, Dumbledore running in screaming, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Because it says in the book, he asked calmly. Calmly. That is the specific word he used. He calmly asked, he did you put your name? He just has to get all his ducks in Make sure that's not... Okay, great. Moving on. Because it's a point of... He, basically, it's how did you get by all the enchantments that stopped you from doing that? Oh, you didn't? Okay, then. Great. No, it wasn't you. Anyway, so. that's just... We can move on. No, that's good. You know, no, I think that I think our Harry Potter fans will enjoy that. The only... The, the movie that Chad and I... I'm sorry if I speak... Enjoyed the most was... You're the Fantastic Beast. Why? <clears throat> Because of that Niffler. He's totes. He's totes a Niffler. I think I had a Niffler once. It's a well put she together. She was the same one who was the squalor. It's a well put together story. Howler. Howler. <laughs> you live in squalor. She was a holler in that squalor. Niffler. <laughs> Nifflin. You be Nifflin. I be Nifflin up in there. Snitches be Nifflin. Yeah. When I had those good ankles, I never had good ankles. Snitches be Nifflin. Snitches be Nifflin. Nifflers be snitch. I don't you? Yeah, I answered why golf. Why, why do you think Fantastic Beasts of First of all, I, I'm in, out of the four of us here, Chad and I have the longest relationship. That's nothing to take away from anybody. But I'm, I think I'm speaking... that up every other episode? I'm just figuring it up. At this point. It probably is working against him. I said it to somebody the other day about him behind his back. So, it <laughs> no takes hours. place in a world that that I think we both love, which is uh, New York in the 30s or 40s. 20s. 20, that's what I said. It takes place in 1920s New York, yep. right? Yep. So I love the costume design. I love the cars. Yep. I love all that. And I think they do a really good job with that. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Harry Potter fan to follow it. 
Right. I didn't have to read the books, which, by the way, the written screenplays, which I haven't, we haven't talked about. Both screenplays of Fantastic Beasts movies were both written by J.K. Rowling. No Steve Cloves, no anybody else. Once again, they're both are directed by David Yates. So I don't have to be a Harry Potter fan to follow it. Right. It. Uh, I like the character of him. Mm-hmm. He is not Eddie necessarily Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, who was supposed to be in a Harry Potter film. He, was he auditioned. A, he auditioned and never got it. And never part. got it. So he was like, well, it's nice they finally yes, came around. He finally did. His character is in one of them, but go ahead. Right. Yeah, with the book, right? Fantastic well, Beasts and Where to Find Them. He's, What's he's his name again, Nate? Newt? Newt Scamander. New, Newt Scamander. He's, he appears on the Marauder's Map. It's kind of an Easter egg in one of the yep. movies. Right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so it's there. It, it is there. So Eddie Redmayne is in it. I like the character of I can't remember character names. I'm so sorry. So anyway, back to what I was saying. You Dan don't have Fogel. to know. Yeah, Dan Fogel's character, who's oh, now on the Walking Dead, all of all the out of the blue. Oh really? I haven't. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I didn't mean to ruin that. For no, me. I'm, I'm a, so sorry. I, I'm a season behind, so I'm I'm just gonna catch up. So that. and he's by the way one of the more interesting characters. Of course he is. Of course he. Is. I mean, right dude, on Goldberg's. He was in Balls of Fury. Not what, what we're going to get anyway. Moving around. Christopher oh, Walken. Hey, I like Balls of Fury. That I means, bet you do. I bet you do. <laughs> you, would you call him a Niffle Florf? Niffler. You Niffle Florf and Squalor Holler. <laughs> <laughs> Snitches be Nifflin'. Mm, Snitches be Nifflin'. Let's so. face it. I am Toad Sucker Mighty in this group. <laughs> you do this? I mean, I then, no, you're now. not the Hermione of this group. I'm book learned. <laughs> That being said, that's the reason why I like it. I like the character. It does like hairy men. <laughs> it has an ending. Which is why you're single. But it leads to a new movie that I'm going to see, but it is an ending. They yeah. do catch him, who turns into Johnny Depp at the end, although that's a little confusing to me. I and like... I still don't understand why everybody hates Johnny Depp, but I don't. Go ahead. Yeah, anyway. It's, it's... And I hear Johnny Depp's great in the next one yeah. as the character. Even though uh, people yes. who are complaining about the movie saying it's contrived or not no, contrived, it's, but it's, it's overcomplicated. Oh, he it is. is complicated, but it, it's followable. I mean, it's not as complicated as it could be. Oh, my God. Well, Sean Ketterman, who's a great supporter of the show, who, uh, seriously, who shares our show and watches our show all the time, says it's it sucks. But I enjoyed it. I did. I did. So it was too complicated. Anyway, I want to give Ketterman a I shout out. For, I like giving a fan. I mean, Sean's yeah. a great what? guy. Fantastic Beast first, and we'll get to yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are my real reasons off the top of my head. I can't. I just enjoyed it. I I trying to think of a better way to put it, Chad. Am I, what am I no, missing? You're, you're said everything is to. It's I, not great literature. It's not no. a great movie. I'm just telling you that I enjoy the characters. They made sense to me. Yeah, the I setting. Nobody got annoying. No, nobody got annoying. The setting. The two ladies, I, yeah. thought their, I thought their story was interesting. Oh, those, yeah, well, I, I know we're going to get to Grin oh, and Wall, but, yeah. yeah. We can't spoil Ooh. it for Joe. Huh, okay. Even Ezra Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Was good at it. So, yeah. I mean. But, you know, and I think that's it. I think the one thing that I liked about it, because my it's fear. A, maybe it's in America. Maybe I just hate. You, you hate, you hate British. British. I don't think that's true. I think I'd love to do. Every time a fish called Wanda comes on the screen, he gets so angry. <laughs> that would be the opposite of true. <laughs> Help us, help us find out. Pay us to come to England. We'll film. Hates yeah. Monty Python. Um, oh my God! It really the, uh, me but you know, I, I think that the uh, I think the reason that I liked uh, and I really liked Fantastic Beast is it doesn't just and I know the second one which we're getting to crosses over with it, but it doesn't need 
It doesn't need Hogwarts. It doesn't need. No, it doesn't. It doesn't need any of that. And, and I, I understand it's the, the same world. I, I kind of like the fact too that Newt is so mild mannered, but in some ways he's a rogue. He's mm-hmm. he does he's, not pay attention to authority. He's breaking the laws. Yeah, he's absolutely. doing what he's, he's not supposed he to do. He's doing what he thinks is right. right. He's not. He is not. Uh, he doesn't have any kind of. He's trying not, to think of the word. But he's, he's not muscle bound. He's not a big hero. He's he just has this. This is what the, is the right thing to do. This is what I'm going to go and do. This should be returned to its home. This should be yes, absolutely. And, no matter what anyone else thinks. Yeah, yeah, and and I think this makes him fascinating. He's not charming. No, no. He's he's very and and he. In fact, he, Dan Fogler's character is more charming than he is. Yeah, and well, Dan Fogler's character is a loser who can't open a bakery. Because they don't have any money. Yeah, and he, uh, but Newt is bumbling and brilliant at the same time. And it's very much like in his realm with animals, mm-hmm. with the beasts, he's perfect. Like, oh, the giant hippo thing that wants to have sex with Dan Fogel. Um, <laughs> I mean, but he... Um, I, re- I prefer to be called Mr. Lewis. <laughs> and, you know, in, in those scenarios... He's perfect. Like, he comes across as, oh, here, we just use a little bit of this and we're done. Mm-hmm. But then when it's something as simple as, oh, there's a jewelry store, I'll just break the glass. That's the direct way to deal with this. He yeah. has no social knowledge. Right. And has complete knowledge of this of this one little area. So we got to wrap this up. So he's faculty. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah, absolutely. He, he is, is an a expert. Very good, no, of course, you brought ex- it back to that. Uh-huh. No, he did. He is, yeah. a, but no, it's actually how I feel. It's like I'm in a meeting and people are talking about, well, we need to figure out the triangulation of finances, and I'm like, history of education says I should go sit down. So, that being said, really quick because we have to end this episode. What do you all want to say about the new Fantastic Beast film? Because two of us haven't got to watch it yet. Have you? No. No. I'm. I'm. I'm I had the surgery on the ankle. You see, so I haven't been able. It to It came out it. before that. If you were a first day subscriber, I also have a sixteen month old. The first one sets up the second one very well. It doesn't have to have the sequel, but it's setting up well. There's callbacks to it, but you don't have to. It would help to know the characters. Okay. I I think the what I like about it is. I think Johnny Depp's character, Grindelwald, Grindelwald, as they pronounce it. Well, it depends on who he said it. If Dumbledore says it, there's the V. If everybody else says it, it's a W. Yeah. Maybe that's a throwback to that Baltimore to Baltimore. Well, it probably is a throwback to their dumbass Americans and the one who's educated to know maybe what a German name would be. But uh, it has... a German pronunciation, correct? Yeah. That's probably character development. Yeah. No, sir. That is Grindelwald. Now my snooty British ass is going to walk over here. (laughs) But me bastard. I I think that the the way it develops Dumbledore and you get throwbacks (laughs) to it to the the Harry Potter series. (laughs) The Harry Potter series. uh, But you don't need the Harry Potter series either. I mean, you get Nicholas Flamel. You get Nicholas Flamel finally. Oh my God, what would we do without Nick Flamel? Which it's on the table that that history of magic. Like Nicholas Flamel is based on an actual alchemist. I no mean, one's doubting that. She researched history, and that's what that entire documentary about this. She actually did a ton of research. And Let's face it, the best movie about alchemy is a Hudson Hawk. Would you like to, to swing a star? Anyway, that is a great you sequence in a dog turd of a film. You should see it. Like my ass, Joe Lewis. You've got, but I was about to say, so Grindelwald is, is Johnny Depp's Grindelwald is, I almost say he's almost darker than Voldemort in some way, except he doesn't get his hands dirty. He gets to play the, I'm really here to help you. And what he does in one scene in the movie, and all I'll say is he leaves the room and you just see a flash of light and you're like, oh, crap. Um, no, it's so, I mean, I think it's dark. It's all of this stuff. And you get a feeling of so many characters and why, why Newt is actually 
maybe if we put this in the Star Wars mythos, you need that gray Jedi, that person that you know we can't adhere to the Jedi codes all the time. We can't turn off. And the maybe set. not everyone, by the way, we don't want to give away too much because maybe not everyone who's watched this has been able to see it. No, no, and that's what I, all out. I'm going to say is Newt being Newt is what's needed. But that being said, it's turned me into a Newt. Well, there's, there's a character early on who says, hey, you're going to have to choose a side. He goes, I don't do sides. Yeah. That's Newt. He doesn't do sides. Right. And, and there's, at the very end, you get, I, you could argue he's forced to. Right. But at the same time, there's some characters that choose sides where you're like, this is going to have oh, effects. Yeah. I have one more question, and this is going to come off as a joke, but I don't really mean it to. She let a certain character thing about about Dumbledore come out a few years ago, right? Yeah. And about his uh, affiliations. Yeah. Does that get played upon in Grimes of Grindelwald? Grindelwald or Vald? Grindelwald. Um, Grindelwald. It, it does, but not as... What I think Just like, how gay is he in the movie? I think it's actually brilliantly done because it actually just, for lack of a better term, it shows a joining ceremony. And effectively, you could argue they're blood brothers. But you could also, obviously, is what you want to read into it. Obviously, they made it still friendly to where my kids could watch it. And Dana and I both went, okay, there it is. And the kids were oblivious. And I really didn't mean it as a joke, but I know and it I don't was care a if my huge kids do thing over the news for a couple of days, which yeah. means that uh, how batshit our news is sometimes, that this is an actual news story. But, oh my God, a fake character is gay. Well, but it, it even, I mean, there's a little just to it in the books. I mean, obviously, and all that but stuff, too. I don't too, want to because say of fake news. The, the mirror of Ezerid. Asshole says that. And all that stuff. Um, is it Ezerid? Well, how? Erised. It's Erised. desire backwards. I know. I, I always want to put the S first. You I did it when I read to my kid. Yeah. Okay. It's like, hey, do you know why it's called Diagon Alley? No. It cuts diagonally. Do you know why it's called Nocturn Alley? Nocturnally. It's not. Yeah, these are plays on words. Oh. Do you not know. pick up? I'm not impressed. Okay. I don't know that I'm overly impressed either. But if you're at Universal and in the studios, go see that Diagon Alley. Get yourself in there one of them butterbeers. Butterbeers are good. It. You could also I get the adult it. version of butterbeer. I have not had the adult I version of butterbeer. I did not either. There's no one there topless. I can tell you that I had if the I knew I could pay for that, I, I had done it. I had the normal version of butterbeer, and I had enough sugar in me to vibrate through that a wall. That is very much true. And um, you get yourself one of them chocolate frogs. I recommend. Oh, Actually, yeah. it was okay. It was just fun to do. Um, do we have any final thoughts on Fantastic Beasts? I, 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 I can't wait till the next one. Okay. I, I, I think in the grand scheme of, of of mythos, of world building mythos, where you have multiple films, multiple books, and all of that stuff, I think I have to give J.K. Rowling credit because to me, even in my age now, Star Trek was my love as a kid. There's Star Trek. There's Star Wars. And you're old as shit. <laughs> and and there's there's J.K. Rowling and and and, and um uh, Tolkien and Middle Earth. So you got Middle. I mean, as far as ones where I can say like you you tell me you're setting a story in a, a pre-existing mythical universe. I'm gonna assume it's one of those four. Yeah. Because they're so broad and there's so many options of stories still to tell. I hope Star Wars gets there to a certain extent as well. No, I was about to say Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars, Star Trek, Middle Earth. No, I think Star Earth, Trek and, does a better job of that. In a DC yeah. universe. Well, one day, one day they'll make a movie. Sure. Um, they won't. That, you have anything to say uh, about Marvel, Fantastic Marvel. Beasts? But I wasn't in Marvel on DC, sure. Ending thoughts on doing Harry Potter. I, I really quick want to say I was not overly keen, but I've had a good time with this. I, I, I think as I'm getting older, and now as my son 
I don't know what he'll be interested in, but I know Christie's got me more into it than I would have been beforehand. So I've enjoyed it more. What about the rest of you? I, I think I appreciate it with age, which should be the opposite of it. Well, I, I think, and that's it too. Like, you know, watching, I'm too old. I missed the. Yeah. I missed the. Boat. Well, it's like Star Wars. If you don't get Star Wars at a certain age, like if you show Star Wars somebody. You may 30, enjoy it, but it's not the it's same. It's not going to be the same. I, yeah, to I, whereas I literally saw it early enough to where if you put a stick in my hand, nobody's watching. I want to do this. <laughs> Most cool grown ass men will do that. I, and and I think that's the. Uh, yeah. And you know, I, I think so the other thing. Not, not I think the other thing about, the, about it is. Um, why these things catch on and with certain age group is stuff like this. Is that well, it's simplistic, yeah. Yeah, well and it's it's you know, you've got lightsabers, you've got this, you've got phasers, you've got toys. And, and it just becomes inherently listen, E. T. Back back, E. T. Um But I think the uh, I'll give that to you. Thank you, I appreciate um, it. I think that what Hopefully you it still works when we go back down there uh to that da da diagonally. Um but I, I think that's it. I think that um no, I, and I. The more I read it to my kids, the more I appreciate it. Like I like the story. But you're experiencing it through new eyes. Yeah, I like the story. The story is entertaining the first time, but it wasn't something where I was like, okay, I'm gonna reread this every five years. Whereas now I read it to my kids, and you know, like, uh, Amelia. I mean, she has a Gryffindor symbol on her wall, and and she she had the sorting hat, and she got put in Slytherin, and she refuses to accept it. Yeah, I know. I pissed her off. <laughs> I kept bringing it up. I, and so I, everybody else in the family is Raven's Ravenclaw because we all did it, and I'm a Ravenclaw. Silas is a Ravenclaw. Dana's a Raven. She's the one Slytherin. And I'll, that, there's a comment I'll make later when we're not filming. But there you go, Chad. You're yeah. just indifferent. No, I'm indifferent. I still am indifferent. I mean, I appreciate the cultural impact in terms of what you would think would have a lasting cultural impact on on society. Harry Potter. Just who would have thought it? Well, I mean, no, obviously, you, I mean, we have yeah, all no. stories. I mean, and we could talk about Joseph Campbell and the power of myth, and we could get into all of that yeah, and yeah. why Star Wars is based on the Joseph Campbell myths and how you dis deconstruct those things. Also, and how Flash Harry Gordon. Were, well, Flash, oh. maybe we'll eventually do an educated episode about the Star Wars. Now, I've learned that educated people aren't allowed to talk around here. That's yeah. true. Haley, I agree with James. I appreciate them more now than I did when I first read them. And I'm growing to like them better. Like it was for me, it was fun. It was entertaining. But watching them, there's a specific scene in the fourth one where Molly Weasley hugs Harry and says it felt like the first time he never had a hug from a mother. I never appreciated that the first time through, and I'm like, that's so important. And yeah. I think now I'm going to go back and ask my uh, and, and and read them. I think I'm you could read Fantastic Beasts. I could read Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, it's not actually a plot. It's 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 a, it's a yeah. no the actual not the screenplay the fantastic because she wrote the history of Quidditch, mm -hmm. Fantastic Beast and was there a third one? I think I'm actually going to read the books. Yeah, and go back I, and try I, to I would read the books. I think I want to read the books and we won't go far. We won't go. I don't even read the Star Wars novels. Okay, yeah, so yeah. We're not, and that means a lot to me. So <laughs> yeah, you don't even know the real so history on that of Lando. Note, <laughs> on that note, thank you so much. Take Julie. your. Uh, did you have them? No. Oh, take that wand and turn off the camera. Take out this one and turn because off the camera. Because it's real, and that's why I can't. Thank touch you it. all so much for supporting us. Uh, we it's give a piece these. Of we give these. I don't episodes. think there's a unicorn. Bear. Can I say one real now thing? Wait, on this? That, if, bleep me out. What, what, no, no, actually, what one question? I want to say one, one question. Moment. One question. What is her wand made of? Do you remember? 
No. Plastic. Yeah, it's got it's, it's it's some like fiber optics. Could some fiber be Phoenix on. Feather. We got Dragon Heartstring. Dude, ask her. I don't know. I was eating a chocolate frog. That <laughs> created a real one. On that note, Actually, I enjoyed the Simpsons one a little bit more. That being said, share us on social media. Thank yeah. you all so much for supporting us. Chad, Hold where on. should they go on to subscribe? Subscribe, yo! <laughs> on the I touched it. Yo. <laughs> and YouTube, please share us, subscribe, get out there. We need you. Shareio, subscribeio. Thank you all so much. This is Bonehead. <laughs> I don't know why I keep reaching for it. I Spotify keep... us. <laughs> if they would have us, like yeah, no. What'd you say? Spotify us. Bye. Doodles. We left the bathroom door open. Why don't you close Use the bathroom the door? Close it. Turn off the light. You're raising a barn? Because it's a... Lots didn't have no barns. Lots didn't have no barns. I've been on the couch. You on any Percocet? No, I haven't had one or two I know, I know. You mentioned it early. No, oh, look at me. I'm clean now. <laughs>